Let me ask you a question. Yep. How does it feel to be back? You know that feeling when you like you take a shower and you get out of the shower and you go to bed? Mm-hmm. That's how I feel right now. <laughs> I have no idea what that means, but I'll accept it as an answer. All right. Speak. Jimmy Jenga. Talk it like a regular, talk at your regular, like, recording volume. Jimmy Jenga. Mm-mm. Nope. All right, muchacho. I've hit the button. I'm recording. Who is muchacho? Tell me who this muchacho fella is. to Cast Royale, the Clash Royale podcast for casual players. I'm Rob. And I'm Joe. And this week, we discuss the meta, open a few chests, spotlight a really sweet deck, and more. Boom. Boom. And if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Overcast, clnsmedia.com, or wherever you get your podcasts, we hope you enjoy the show. Episode 71 baby let's go i am so excited to embark on this journey with you my brother i can't wait it feels so good to be back i've got a lot of feels right now (laughs) a lot of emotions stirring up inside it's like it's like the hurricane that's coming towards your way again yeah that's true actually first we had hurricane florence and now i've got hurricane michael both of them coming over my lovely state just mean people coming and attacking joe over there yeah, I don't know what they got against me, but <laughs> maybe it's because I beat them in Clash Royale. Boom! Boom! Well, we have a lot to talk about, so you kind of want to jump in? Uh, let's do it. Okay. So, how was your month in the arena? <laughs> now, that's a good and accurate way to put it. Dude, <laughs> my month, my week, my month, it's been pretty good, man. Really? Tell me. Yeah, dude. So, you know how I wasn't really playing ladder all that much with the season reset? Mm-hmm. Well. That all changed. I've been using the Pompeo deck on ladder because I finally got my balloon to level 12, got my mega minion to level 12, my fireballs maxed. I'm still like 11 total levels away from a fully maxed deck, but I can take this bad boy into the ladder at the current trophy count that I'm at, and it's brought me to 4,900 trophies. Get out of here. What? I have 11 levels to still upgrade within the deck some cards are at 12 some cards are at 11 and the only maxed card is the fireball and it's currently taking me to just around 4900 trophies so i'm loving the deck it's kind of frustrating sometimes when like you lose because of levels you know what i mean but i kind of just take it with a grain of salt as i learn the deck and that's it so it's been a really 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 awesome experience learning this deck dude especially because because it's so much different than the Mortar Mauler, right? Which we've been playing for basically for a year and a half now, almost two years. And because it's so different, I find ladder so much more refreshing, but still equally frustrating here and there. <laughs> I can see that. Uh, you're, you're honestly, if I can say my truth, let me speak my truth, Rob. Yeah, you're 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 making me feel horrible about myself. Well, not the 
not really what I was going for, but I'll take it. It was indirect, yeah. That's the brotherly love that I that I missed so much. That's what I strive for every single day. Dude, it makes me feel so bad that I have like almost an entirely maxed out Mortar Mauler deck and I'm like struggling to make it to 5,000. Yeah, man. That's what I'm saying. Like if, if you can if you can get to 4,900 trophies with, with the card levels that I have currently, I mean, the deck that Pompeo made, it's no, literally zero total credit to me, right? Like I didn't make this deck. I didn't know how to play this deck. I literally just watched Pompeo play it. And then certain people started playing it on the ladder at like the tippy top of the ladder. And then it was even introduced into a few games in CRL. I think Ah Crap played it from Immortals. And then um, TSM's Vulcan played it in, uh, in one match. Uh, one and one lost. But, um, I mean, it's making its way around the meta, dude. Clearly. Does it, um, does it have a name? Yeah, Pompeo 4. Duh. That's what it's called? I mean, what else would you call a deck originally made by the master himself, Pompeo? Pompeo's Papaya. Now that sounds really <laughs> cool, actually. <laughs> Maybe we'll uh, maybe we'll spotlight it next episode. I think we may have spotlighted it before. I'm not sure. Did we? I don't remember. There's 70 decks to keep track of. Yeah, well, that's why I don't keep track of them anymore. Yeah, you can't. It's impossible. We have no idea if we're repeating decks, by the way, anybody that's listening. We just cross our fingers and hope. Aside from that, dude, I've been watching a ton of CRL recently. And you want to know what I found really cool about CRL? Well, two things. One thing I find not so cool about CRL, and then one thing I find really cool about CRL. All right, yeah. Tell me. It sounds, it sounds like you had like three Red Bulls before we sat down to record. Well, we have. <laughs> nice. <laughs> That's what happens when you don't record in like three weeks. Yeah. It's all this energy. It just needs to come out. I appreciate it. It's all pent up. We got to let it out now. I officially am not a huge fan of the vertical display. The video? Yeah. The feed? Yeah. Hmm. I, I, it was growing on me for a little while, right? Like every week they would add like different overlays within the, the video to kind of make it easier to understand what was going on. Like, you know, who won what and, and, and what cards were banned and the visual of the teams playing and, you mm-hmm. know, just mapping it out so that it looked pretty, right? Right. And then I got used to it, right? But then they stopped making changes. They, they stopped updating it and it became what they, I guess, feel is fine, right? But then I compare that to like, Asian scene for CRL Mm -hmm. and the Asian is horizontal and it is beautiful the the camera of both players is huge everything's bigger and overlays are prettier and it's just so much easier to see everything right like the gameplay is a little bit smaller but I don't really care about that I find myself more interested in watching the horizontal um the horizontal way now I don't hate the vertical way I just really don't like it as much as horizontal, and I wish that they would have done the broadcasting the same way for all of the different regions. But you want to know something that was really cool about CRL? What? Did you notice, I guess maybe within the last two weeks, Clash Royale started to put like a notification in-game that was like, as soon as you opened it up, it was like, click, click this button to watch now, complexity versus immortals. And oh, by the way, if you click and you watch, we'll give you gems next week. I did see that, and I loved everything about it. It definitely made me uh, subscribe and tune in. Well, for sure. And I mean, CRL NA, when they don't do something like that, right? Like when they just put you know, it in the eSports tab, they probably wind up getting around like 1,500 to 2,000 viewers within the NA scene. But when they do the in-game like prompt, mm-hmm. they get like 15,000 viewers. I mean, that's huge. Yeah, it's uh, exponentially different. 
Right, and that's concurrent viewership, right? Like that's people staying, listening, tuning in, and watching consecutively, right? It's all at the same time. Right. So yeah, that's been my week in the arena, a little bit drawn out with the CRL talk, but Pompeo's deck is really treating me well, and um, I'm looking forward to, to the climb, dude. Pompeo's papaya. Pompeo's papaya is treating me good. <laughs> How about your month, dude? Now my month. My month, my week, my month, my weekend month is pretty good. Uh, I actually have not been playing as much ladder as I had wanted to play, but I'm currently sitting around 4,600 trophies and I don't really have the urge to push it. It's funny too, because now every time I go into the ladder, I'm just like, eh, I may win. I may lose. I may lose more than I win, but eventually I'll get back to where I always get back to, which is 4,600 trophies. And that's <laughs> typically, that's I'm serious. I, I, that's typically what winds up happening. Sometimes I'll push it a little bit further, but again, at that point, I'm just like, mm, there are many other things in this game that I have been wanting to do and continue to do, like 2v2. I still find that it's a fantastic way to learn new decks, and it, it, it's so much fun playing with other people. I get to try things with decks that would never pass in the ladder, and I think that's what makes it so much more fun. I agree, dude. But do you find the ladder boring because there's just nothing different in it for you? Like, I guess my question is, if you use the new deck, mm-hmm. then maybe it'd be better? Uh, yes. I, I, I don't disagree with that at all. Um, I definitely think it would be better if I had a different deck. However, you know, everyone knows, we say it all the time, I don't have the right card levels to make a full deck that I think that could keep me where I'm at right now. Um, but can I just kind of tie this into what I was talking about before with 2v2? Playing 2v2 has made me... Not realize, because I always kind of knew this, but it really made me yearn for a casual 1v1 mode. I've said it before, we've talked about it before, I'm pretty sure we've mentioned it on the show before, but I just want more ways to not be stressed out while playing this game. And I think challenges do that, I think tournaments kind of do that, but those can get stressful depending on where you are in the actual ladder of that particular tournament. But 2v2 events and challenges, those are the three things that don't really stress me out. And I kind of want more of that. I still don't get why we can't have a casual game mode. That's 1v1. Yeah, no, I understand. I mean, I think the only downside to it would be like having three separate queues, like battle queues plus challenge queues. I guess it could potentially make queue times longer for people. It could, but dude, I mean, we can say that until we're blue in the face, but when you really think about how many people play this game, I wait 15 seconds versus 25 seconds. I'm willing to wait 25 seconds for a 1v1 casual match that doesn't touch my ladder trophies. Yeah, and that you, I mean, would it be, um, would it be level capped? I don't know. Um, it could be. Uh, maybe that's part of the lure of it, where it's not something where you can level your cards so high that it becomes ridiculous to face other people. Um, level capped really wouldn't be a problem, I don't think. But I, I just want a better way to practice 1v1 games in a low-stakes situation. Right, so little to no rewards for playing it, except for the ability to test decks out at a cap without worrying about losing your trophies. Right, and you know... I mean, let it obviously let the crowns count towards your crown chest. It doesn't necessarily have to reward you with chests, though. I mean, maybe some people would be against that, but I'm, I, I'd be willing to throw that aside if they just let us practice a 1v1 match casually. That'd be cool, dude. 
you know? Um, but enough of my gripes. I made it to Master 1 again, dude! Boom. Yeah, you want to hear my, uh... You want to hear my fun number that I made it to? When you say Master 1, you just said you were at 4,600 trophies. That's after the season reset. We've been off for a month, man. Mmm, that's right. Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, anyway, do you want to hear what my magic number was? Yes. Okay. I made it to my new personal best of 4,999 trophies. No way! The game did you dirty like that? I was I was so happy that I made it to my personal best, but the second I realized, because I knew I got it, right? As soon as I won the game, I knew I had it. And then you see the number, and it says, like, plus 30 trophies, and I'm like, oh, great, maybe I'll make it. And then I see the number on the main screen, dude, 4999, and I'm like, you gotta be kidding me. <laughs> like, of it's course like, the game would do that. It's of like course it, it would knows. do that. It knows what yeah. you need, and it's just like, I'll give you one shy, that way you play one <laughs> more battle. <laughs> it totally took away the air from that balloon, but uh, regardless, I was still very excited. There was no way I was going to play again because there was no way I was going to win, so I wanted to leave on a really high note, and that's how I ended my season, and I was very excited about it. Nice job, dude. I mean, 5,000 is no joke, so getting right up there is pretty good, dude. I know. It's a, it's a rarity, but I'm happy that I was able to make it twice, which means that the first time was not a fluke. Boom. Mm-hmm. And then uh, from that season end, I wound up getting an Electro Wizard, so that was fun. Um, I also got a Night Witch from a random war chest, so that's two legendaries over the course of the three or four weeks that we've been off. And I also bought... The hog emotes, because they dropped down to the 299 tier, and I got them. <sighs> the royal hog emotes? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's awesome. I, I didn't get those back in my shop yet, and I'm still waiting for the hog rider ones to come in my shop. They haven't been in your shop yet? No, man, and I, it's so frustrating that I just I haven't had the ability to get them, and I want them so bad, but they're just, like, not there. And how frustrating is it that, like, I want to just spend 299 right now if they were available. Yeah. But now you know what's going to happen, right? It's they're not going to come out for like another month and a half and then it's going to be like some special offer of like 10.99 and I still won't buy them. Yeah, and you won't be able to get them or you won't you won't feel like you should buy them because of that cost. Yep. Um no, I agree with you. I kind of wish that the shop kind of had a little bit of a facelift, especially now that the emotes are a thing. Uh like why can't you you know how in League of Legends where you used to be able to go into the shop and you could buy different skins, you could see everything that's available and just buy it regardless of whether you were buying it with the in-game currency or the premium currency, I forget, or like real money or whatever, I forget the game, but there was a shop that had everything for you and you could just pick what you want a la carte and just buy it. Yep. Why can't you do that with emotes? Well, that's, I think, the point that we raised before, right? Like, they should always be available at all times, and if you want to customize which ones you buy, instead of buying a pack, that, like a preset pack, it would just be more money. But here's my logic. If you, it's all about supply and demand, right? If you restrict the supply, when they come out, you can make them cost more, and people will buy them because they're seen as a rarity as opposed to just this common thing that anyone can get you know, at any given point in time so they can charge more for it. I think in the long run, it's just better to make allow people to just buy them as they wish. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, think about uh, a game like Fortnite, right? Everything in that game is free. You can play that entire game for, for literally nothing at all. But mm-hmm. everything that you want to buy or that can be purchased can always be purchased. 
and anything that's new that comes out can be purchased immediately, right? Right, minus seasonal things. Minus the seasonal things, but as long as it's out, it's available and can be purchased. People buy all the skins. They buy everything, all the parachutes. (laughs) Why would you not? All the parachutes. (laughs) I'm just waiting for my hog emotes, dude. Yeah, well, you're going to probably keep waiting. Thank you. You're welcome. So that's pretty much it for our month in the arena. Not too shabby, Babby. Yeah, it's pretty good. I'm, uh, I was pretty happy with it. But a lot of stuff has happened since we took a break. Yeah, man. So a couple of topics. We got Clash Royale trading cards. Dude, did you see these? I did. And when they first came out, I was kind of confused. I, I, I kind of thought that they made like some Magic the Gathering version of this game. And I was like, wait a second, how did they do that? That's going to be real cool. And then, I mean... To be fair, it was a little bit of a letdown that it wound up being trading cards. But once I realized what the trading cards were and how they how they were printed and the materials and the fact that there are shiny ones, dude, this is really cool. Oh, it's super cool, man. And I mean, it's trading cards, right? Like the point of them is to get the more rare versions of different cards and trade them, right? Like people, I guarantee you people will find these things and sell them online for a ton of money. Um, It becomes a collectible. And um, I mean, they open these things on the live broadcast of CRL, um, and they, you know, open up the starter packs right there in front of you and show you all the different stuff that they get. And I think one time they got like a, a shiny Inferno Tower and like, or a shiny Musketeer. Um, but it's really cool. Like you see on Twitter sometimes these people that have like the most rare, like it's like, oh, you know, one in 1200 packs has this shiny card. And it's like the guy on Twitter that just posts it and it's like, hmm. I got it. <laughs> yeah. Well, look at that. Check me out, guys. Yeah. Um, and I, I think a couple of people in our Discord actually got um, some of the trading cards. I'm not, I feel like someone got a shiny, but I'm not sure. Yeah, I don't recall. But what I do know is that I think at some point, I'm going to find myself just buying a pack or two. You'll buy trading cards, but you won't spend $10 on emotes? Well, here's the thing, man. <laughs> the trading cards are always available. Ah, touche. Full circle, baby. Mm-hmm. I really like that. Um, so speaking of before, when we uh, spoke about the season end, as customary as it is, we got a gold rush for 10,000 gold, and then they also brought back the special boosts in the shop, except, and I don't know if they do this every time or if every once in a while they do it, they gave us one for free. The first time, I don't believe they did, uh, but I think every time after the first time, they started to give free ones. Oh, okay. I, I forget. Um, so they, they gave us a free one again, and it was the 300 victory gold. And let me tell you, man, I really, really appreciate that, especially since it lasts a week. Yeah, I mean, it's tremendous, right? And, and lasts for 10 games per each day. So mm-hmm. a full week, 10 games per day. I mean, you're getting a guaranteed extra 3,000 gold just from winning you know, random games throughout the day. It's fantastic. Yeah, did you... Um... Did you partake in the gold rush or not really? Absolutely. I mean, I, like I said, if I had the mortar mauler, I would never do it, right? Because I can't win with more than, you know, taking more than one tower and it just takes forever. And half the games are, you know, a draw. But with the Pompeo deck, I totally took advantage of this. I was able to get multiple crowns per game. And if I, I had no draws, I just lost or I won. <laughs> that's it. Well, I mean, that's good. And either way, you wind up usually taking at least one tower. So, um, 
let me say that the boost of gold is fantastic, especially now that the clans have kind of moved into the um, legendary clan wars, uh, I guess, tier. So, right. you know, we're kind of over and above the quote unquote ele- level 11 cap, and we're now into the level 12 caps. And to upgrade cards to level 12, I mean, it's, it's 50,000 gold. It's ridiculous. So these little boosts of gold with the victory gold and the gold rush here and there, coupled with how much extra gold they've given us from chests and, and just games played, it really all adds up. But the thing is, is it's not like I'm rolling in dough over here. Right. You, you need the gold. Otherwise, you can't keep up with where you're at. So you just have to wind up spending it all the time. Yeah, you do. You do, especially when you need to go from like ten to eleven to twelve to thirteen. When those when those levels start hitting you, and you need to do multiples of them, it can become very expensive very fast, and you'll find yourself running out of gold all the time. Totally agree. Yeah. So right now, I'm trying to get all of my uh, all of my rares to level eleven. That's my goal. And that's super important because then you'll be able to do everything in Clan Wars before the legendary tier and that's really that really helps just facilitate getting there yep um so on my front i didn't really take advantage of the uh gold rush i had a wedding that weekend so it's a little bit difficult but we did get a new arena challenge and that was pretty fun you had to work your way up the arena we've seen this challenge before and it's always a ton of fun i like that the first tiers are crowns not wins yeah but what's even better about it right at the end of the day is that it's restricted per arena, so you can't ever use cards that are in an arena above the arena that you're in within the progression, right? So if you're starting at arena one, you can't use anything but arena one cards. So it's cool because it's kind of like a it's kind of like a take of retro royale and modern royale all in one, right? You're like you're just yeah, you're just restricted on what you can use and it, it brings this freshness to the game where you're not facing all these crazy meta decks until of course you get to like arenas, you know. 10 and 11 right that at that point it's like game on everything is available and everyone's using everything <laughs> and good luck <laughs> good luck everyone but again like the the um the rewards aren't tremendous in this challenge it's more just to i think to take a break right take take the stress away from ladder have some fun and even though the stepping stone rewards so to speak weren't you know tremendous um the final reward was a magical chest, right? So at the end of the day, it's all worth it. Yeah, and I think I got like a, I don't remember how many, so I'll just say a couple. I got a couple Pekkas from that chest, so that was great. Nice. Mm-hmm. One thing that irks me about this challenge every time it comes around is I hate that every time you move to a new tier, you have to rebuild your deck. Yeah, I don't mind that at all. I do, when your cards are on the complete opposite end of the spectrum, and you have to remember what cards were in there. And you're, We talked about this, I don't know if it was the last episode or the episode before, you and I have a terribly difficult time finding cards. It's like glasses on your head, man. No, I don't disagree, right? I don't disagree that like when I'm scrolling through the Rolodex of cards, I miss every card that I'm looking for. I almost start to believe they don't exist, but then I find it. The, but here's the thing, man. Every arena... There's just a whole new set of cards that come out. So chances are you're, you know, with all the new cards that come out, the deck synergies are different. So you're not going to use the same deck or the same cards in the deck. Uh, that's probably true for the earlier arenas. But once you get, like you said, to like the later arenas, most of the cards are pretty much there. So, I mean, if you have a solid deck from one arena and you're two arenas away from finishing, uh, I mean, I use the same P.E.K.K.A. deck for the last three parts of the challenge. Rob, here's one thing that I would tell you. Tell me. 
if that's the biggest problem you had with this challenge, Mm -hmm. you had a pretty good day. No, I agree. Not the biggest problem, the only problem. If that's the only problem you have with this challenge, you had a pretty good day. Yeah. All right. Whatever. I'm, I'm glad I keep you around to keep me grounded. <laughs> that's, that's what I'm here for. Um, yeah. But aside from that, man, we got new emotes. Wizards. Any dabs. Dab on them, baby. Dab on them. These emotes are awesome. I, I love them. I love the one where he's, you know, he's starting the fire, right? It's almost like, like he's got an idea, right? Uh, and when he blows the fire out, it's kind of like he's blowing the, the pistol smoke out, right? It's just like, he's just like, yeah, take that. Yeah. It's also really good when that person is using it when they're getting destroyed. And they're like, it's, it's almost like they're shutting the lights on themselves. Yeah, it's so true. <laughs> and then the one where he kind of like shrugs his shoulders and he's just like, what? <laughs> yeah. They're, they're all really good. They're all really charismatic. They're a lot of fun. Uh, I don't know. I, I like the colors on these. like. There are so many things about these emotes that I like, but I'm not going to spend $20 to get them from the shop. I'll wait until they're at the $3 tier. Right, but if you realized, I think when they released them, they did release them at the $20 mark, but they did offer tiered offers that had a whole bunch of, right? One was like $9.99, $2.99, $5.99, whatever it was. They were like whole different sets, and none of them except for the $20 offer got, you know, gave you the emotes. But if you just wanted a chest and a rare token, you could buy it. Or a chest and a common token, you could buy it. Or maybe you don't want a token or anything like that at all. You just want a simple gold chest. Well, spend a buck and get it. I did notice that, and I got really excited. And I was like, I bet you Joe is looking at this just smiling. I was smiling. Mm-hmm. Oh, wait a second. It's been a month. That's not the only set of emotes that we had. No? You don't remember? Hmm. He'd be really upset if he heard you say that you don't remember him. Oh, our boy Larry. Yeah, dude, Larry. He's making a comeback. This is the resurrection of Ledute Larry himself. Dude, his cry emote is amazing. And the noise that accompanies it is so good. I'm just happy about the fact that it's now the second cry emote in the game. Like, the previously, you could only cry if you had the king emotes right? Right. And a lot of people want to use different expressions with different characters, right? So, like, the only things that came close to that were angry faces, like the, um, princess. Well, I guess you could use one of the goblins. Remember the goblin that puts his head, he puts his head in his, in his hands, Yeah. And he's like... But that's just, like, pouting. That's not, like... Yeah. That's just, like, ashamed. This one's, like, cry. <laughs> like, you're just... You are literally just crying pure heart just comes out of a cry joe needs more ways to weep in this game they call me weeping willow is that is that what they call you weeping will joe weeping (laughs) weeping will joe (laughs) now that is a nickname that is a good nickname well not necessarily good but it's a nickname um yeah so that's all the little things that happened over the course of the last couple of weeks but dude we also got balance changes like literally right after our last episode came out i know and normally we would do you know a very in-depth boom it or move it on the balance changes but since they've been out for like three weeks already and everyone kind of has their feel of them i think we can just mention what they were real quick and maybe go over them quickly what do you think yeah that's fine and then i would like to talk about which one we like the most and which one we like the least all right let's do it the royal giant had its range decrease from 6.5 to 5 tiles, but had an increase in damage by 60%, and now deploys one second faster. 
The Goblin Giant had its hit points increased by 6%. The Bomb Tower saw area damage increased by 5%. The Goblin Hut now spawns goblins 0.3 seconds faster, which means it just generates one total more goblin. Mm -hmm. Skeleton Army had one more Little Larry added to the bunch. The Barbarian Barrel now, get this, rolls faster. And the Barbarian itself jumps out quicker, ready to attack. Love it. The Snowball had its slow duration increased by 0.5 seconds and its area damage increased by 10%. And last but not least, the Ice Wizard increased slow duration from 2 seconds to 2.5 seconds. So that's the quick rundown of the balance changes. Rob, which one do you like the best? Hmm. It's a tough one. I'm actually tossed between a couple of them. But I think if I was going to pick one, just because it's probably unexpected by everyone, would be the Barbarian Barrel. I thought you'd pick that. (laughs) I would pick the Royal Giant. Really? I knew you wouldn't expect that. Wow, I didn't expect that. But can can I just say in all fairness, I don't get all up in arms the way everybody else is about the Royal Giant. So I, that's not my least favorite. Well, the thing about the Royal Giant that you don't care about is because you have a max deck, right? So you are right. not the majority of the population that plays this game. So tell me why you like the Barbarian Barrel. <laughs> uh, well, first of all, I like the way that they describe the change and they gave no numbers, which is always my favorite. I'm being sarcastic, but it's always my favorite when they don't give the numbers. But I, I, I've always felt that this card didn't really do enough when it was in the arena. Um... And I don't know, I've been actually using the Barbarian Barrel a little bit more, and I've been finding that these changes have actually made it a little bit more, uh, I don't really know how to describe it, but I just use it more like a slingshot. Like, I just fling this guy out, he does something from a little bit further away than where the main action is happening, and it kind of keeps things at bay until my main attack is finished, and then everything can go together. So I love it. The word for that is impactful. This card now makes an impact on the map whereas before it was just lacklustered it would roll kind of slow and the barbarian would take forever to get out and it just wouldn't do what you needed it to do so now you know it rolls faster shorter distance it's too cost all this stuff you have to be a little bit more precise with it and when you use it but it works well man so tell me why you like this Royal Giant change the most. I like the Royal Giant change dude because I think personally now this card requires more skill to play Okay. Previously, you could throw this thing down at the bridge. Sure, it took two seconds to deploy. But because it had 6.5 tile range, it could outrange an Inferno Tower if the Inferno Tower was placed, you know, a little bit too far back. Mm -hmm. Also, it was basically guaranteed damage onto the tower because it locked onto the tower so quickly. With this new change, you can't just throw the thing at the front of the bridge and just hope that it does well because your opponent is probably going to defend it with something and it will die because it takes a tile and a half longer to get to and lock onto the tower. Right. What this requires people to do now is develop some sort of a push. Get support troops going behind where the Royal Giant would be, then use those to facilitate the Giant to get past the defense and get locked onto the tower. And when you do that, you get rewarded for it. Like, this card now sees play within CRL that never saw play in CRL before. And that's because the pros, who are obviously very good at this game, understand how to support him well. And if you support him well and keep him alive, I mean, dude, at at level 13, he's throwing down like 360 damage per hit. That's more than a lumberjack. Yeah, it's a lot. I mean, it is crazy damage. Well, I was going to ask you why you think that the balance of this card 
is to make the damage 60% greater. Because not everyone at this game is ridiculously good at the game. Mm-hmm. And if you don't, if you reduce his tiles by 1.5 and you increase the damage by 20%, most people are going to think that's a nerf. And the Royal Giant himself was not strong. The problem with him was that he was just overleveled. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. Now, even if he's overleveled, if you're not good at the game, he's not going to mm-hmm. be as impactful. So it's easier to deal with. All right, that's fair. So what would be your least favorite change? Definitely, hands down, without question. Oh, no. The Ice Wizard. Really? The community-selected Ice Wizard buff had absolutely no reason to happen, in my very humble opinion. I wonder if it's just to make it more in line with the snowball. Nope. No? Nope. I think the reason that they gave on Twitter was because of something like, something to do with like the the bowler like if the ice wizard is attacking the bowler and the bowler pushes the ice wizard back for a split second he winds up not being like slowed down or like something like that and i'm just like if it's really for just like that one interaction who cares who cares right and and (laughs) and i could be wrong but i think that was was something to do with that but right i don't know man this card it's not like this card wasn't used and wasn't good this card is good already and increasing the slow duration just it's a buff. A card that was already good that was used in CRL and used in winning decks just got a buff that I don't think it needed. Yeah, all right. I mean, I, I, I appreciate and understand your explanation. And because you said it that way, I think I'd agree with you. Uh, but, but the one that I would choose, are you ready? Yep. I would choose unequivocally the Goblin Hut. Really? Yeah. For one more Goblin? You care that much? Yes, because I I have a bitter attitude towards swarm decks and spawn decks. And I feel like this is the type of thing that just gives someone that little bit extra edge that makes me go, Ooh, I can't believe you just pulled that off. Makes me want to throw the phone, Ninja Star. Do I think it's going to make that big of a difference? Probably not, but there's going to be someone somewhere when I'm about to go from 4999 trophies to 5,000 plus, and that's the thing that's going to beat me. I promise you this. I don't doubt that for a second. Yep. You're definitely going to face a spawner deck. Oh, it's, it's happening. Yep. No, I, I, I agree, and I understand exactly what you're saying. I, I guess just in, in my opinion, when I first saw like the community vote that went out on Twitter, I was like, oh, this is mm-hmm. going to be really cool. Like, I it's really cool that Supercell and Clash Royale are doing this, like giving the community like some interaction here and like having a say in the drive of the game. I still feel that way, and I would just like to commend them once more that that was a great idea, and I do hope that they do that more often with better reasoning behind the actual change that was picked. Right, and maybe it was just because this specific one was chosen. I just feel like having the community be heard is one thing, but letting the community choose the direction of the game, it just doesn't always work out the right way. And I understand like, Rumham said that, you know, the three or four changes that they proposed were things that they themselves were considering doing. They were just giving the community the option to pick one of the pre-existing four that they were thinking of. Mm -hmm. But in my mind, like, what if that's not the right one? (laughs) Right. It it could backfire. Now, in their in their defense, like they'll just say like, ah, it's, you know, in a month or two, we'll just fix it if that's the case, Um, which is fine because they do balance changes every month now. Right. But I don't know. I just have this, like, while I think it's cool that they give the community interaction, 
I just don't think the community should drive balance changes, like like physically handpick or select which one to choose. Right. It would almost be more appropriate based on what you're saying if there was a way to submit the type of change that you think should be included and then have Supercell pick. Yeah, and and, and well, what about this? I think the Royal Recruits were one of the four options that should have, you know, that could have been selected. The Royal Recruits aren't even used in the game ever, not once. I mean, right. I'm sure they're used a little bit, but they don't see any gameplay in any sort of competitive play. So if you're trying to make a card that you just released that has a totally new mechanic that, you know, you've been trying to mess around with the balancing a little bit, and clearly the first two didn't work so well, why not focus on those? Like, m- change the meta a little bit. Like, not an ice wizard that's not going to change the meta and just make a current card more powerful. Right. Anyway, I'm going way, way too far into this. I don't mean to. Joe's going off the deep end over here. I'm very passionate about balancing it's, things. It's all right. Well, you like you said at the beginning of the episode, you got a lot of pent-up energy. A lot of pent-up energy. You haven't been energy. able to let this out for a month, man. Plus, now I play the balloon, right? So now when I, when I, yeah. get, when I face a stupid ice wizard, I'm like, oh, another <laughs> 0.5 seconds of slow now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that'll, that, that'll definitely happen. Um, so that's really it for the balance changes. What, what would you give the grade? I would give this grade a B plus. I'd actually think I'd agree with you on that. Nice. Yeah. I was going to say B, but you convinced me that the Royal Giant thing was like a really good idea. Yeah. Which I just thought it was like a good idea, you know? So, and then I, I love the Barbarian Barrel. That's like my favorite. Yeah, no, I agree. And I think, I think the Snowball's a good idea. Barbarian Barrel was a great idea. Skeleton Army's a little iffy. Joe, listen, um, Joe, listen. They're all good ideas, except the Goblin Hut. And the Ice Wizard. <laughs> <laughs> yep. And I'm very passionate about that Ice Wizard one. That's why. Otherwise, I would have given it an A-, but that I'm passionate right now. I mean, dude, six, six out of eight, that's a 75. That's a C. So we're, we're rounding up. We're giving them a better grade. Well, that's what generous people do. Grading on a curve, like a nice teacher. That's what we are. We're like, we're like substitute teachers. We are. We're like the really cool substitute teachers. That's what we are. <laughs> we let the kids jump up on desks and stuff and like throw paper balls. I don't know what kids do in school anymore. Look at that. See, I don't even pay attention to my own students. They play like paper football. No, they just whip out their phones and they play Clash Royale. That's, what they do. That's exactly what they do. Um, so let's move on to our meta check. Meta check. Yes, yes, yes. And this week's meta check comes from our boy, Sir Devin Lloyd Christmas, and he has the numbers to show us what's going on in the arena, plus a finale to the Clashly feud that we had last time. Ooh, I totally forgot about that. <laughs> he, he, has, he has also waited a month to do this with us. Wow. as dedication right there. Yeah. So take it away, brother. All right, so Lloyd Christmas, our boy Devin, hit us with the numbers. Over the last four weeks, because of the balance changes, we've had some risers and some fallers in the meta, and we're covering them all right here. You ready? Oh, I'm ready. Let's do it. So first, let's talk about the risers. Let's start with the Barbarian Barrel. Ooh! The once obsolete Barbarian Barrel is finally starting to see some usage. The recent buff to the dynamics and the cost of the card were enough for the pros to boost its use rate to 13%, which might not seem like much, but compare that to its previous 1% or 2% use rate and its leaps and bounds above it. It's enough for the Barbarian Barrel to be relevant. It's a great feeling, let me tell you. 
Next up is the Poison. The Poison usage basically doubled over the last period, going from 20 to 39% and beating out the Fireball at 35% as the top high damage spell in the game. Wow, which is funny that I see everyone in the clan requesting fireballs. Maybe everybody needs to start requesting poison. Well, it's hard to request poison when it's an epic. Yeah, once a week. Once a week, dude. <laughs> These two things go back and forth. But we'll see how long this trend lasts. Yeah, you never know, man. There's always a riser and a faller. And the last riser is the Royal Giant. Shocker. This one is interesting, especially for the top of the ladder. The Royal Giant has always been a popular card choice for lower players, but with its recent buff as we talked about, the Royal Giant use rate has risen to 4% at the top of the ladder. Again, not a huge use rate, but considering it registered at a whopping 0% previously, it's better than nothing. Right. This also gives rise to the Royal Giant assistance cards. For example, the Ice Wizard, which was recently buffed, the Fire Spirits, which were also recently buffed, the Furnace, which by default were also recently buffed, and the Lightning, which was also recently buffed. So the Royal Giant plus all of its assisting cards to make it do work and make it successful seem to be on an upward trend, man. It's Royal Giant season, baby. All right, now moving on to the Fallers, the Valkyrie. The Valkyrie continues her tumble after being nerfed a couple of weeks ago. Her use rate going from 21% down to a, wait for it, 8%. Oh, that's so bad. We'll see where the bottom finally hits for this gal, but dude, it is not looking good. I, ah, oh, man, you know, you know it would make this card so ridiculously cool? If you give her a flamethrower? Yeah, hmm, yep, uh, almost immediately that would make her cool, yeah. You know what else that's more realistic? Tell me. If every time she swung her hammer... It's an axe. All right, Joe. <laughs> if, every, if every time she swung her axe, she healed the troops around her. Okay, that wouldn't be overpowered or anything. <laughs> no, 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 wait, 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 wait. I'm not saying like a lot, but maybe like 1% of health for every swing. Yeah, and I mean, to be honest, she doesn't really swing all that much, right? Like, right. That's what I'm that hello, that's what I'm saying. That's literally the point of my argument here. You know, maybe you should propose that in a supercell vote and see what happens. Maybe they should ask me. <laughs> maybe they should. Moving on. How about that? I'm going to play hard to get over here. It's not going to work. All right. Well, we'll see. Moving on. Next faller is the princess. Hmm. This is a weird one as the princess has been one of the most consistently used cards in the game. Maybe it's due to the recent rise in the log and the Barbarian Barrel, but for whatever reason, the Princess usage fell all the way down to 2% this period, which is by far her lowest use rate for any given period before this meta check. Yeah, that's, that's actually crazy, because I feel like I see her all the time still. We're not at the top of the ladder, Rob. Yeah, yeah, that's true. It's true. I always forget that. Like I said, you keep me grounded. Next up is the Goblin Gang. Same as Princess, these cards kind of go hand in hand. The only thing that Devin can attribute to this is also the Log and the Barbarian Barrel. Considering it's been a consistent top 10 for such a long time, its use rate has actually now been cut in half to 12%. Still pretty high, 
but a significant decrease. Yeah, and I really like that card. I feel like it's uh, it's good in many, many different situations. Uh, it, it is weird that it's that low. It's a very versatile card, but when you start throwing around barbarian barrels and logs and you know all these AOE type killing troops, I mean, you see a decrease. It's true, man. So that does it for the meta check. As always, we don't talk about everything, but we will include the meta check in the show notes, so be sure to check those out. And if you have any questions, let us know. All right, dude, it's on. Are you ready for the finale of Clashly Feud? Oh, I'm ready. All right, so I'm just going to use Devin's words because I just like the way that he talks. All right, fellas, now that we have the numbers done, I have a tiebreaker for Clashly Feud. Basically, you will need to name a building until the other one can't name one. Rob goes first because, well, little brother never leads. If, and that's in all caps, if you name all 11, we will have another tiebreaker on the next edition of the meta check. Good luck and see you guys in the arena. Boom. Boom. So we have to name all 11 buildings in the game back and forth. So whoever can't name one, if someone gets stumped, they lose. <laughs> if, if we get all 11... Then we do one more tiebreaker. Right. Okay. All right. Uh, who 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 starts? You. Nah. It says little brother never leads. Oh man. Okay. Uh, you ready? I'm as ready as I'll ever be. You don't have the game <laughs> open, right? You don't, you're not looking at your Rolodex. I don't, have, I don't have the game open. I don't have the game open. I put my phone away, and I'm not looking. My phone. My phone is here, and it's like closed okay. on Do Not Disturb. Do so I'm good to go. And the answers are whited out in the document. So without further ado, I say unto you. Inferno Tower. Tombstone. Barbarian Hut. Cannon. Goblin Hut. Furnace. Mortar. Expo. Tesla Tower. Bomb Tower. I'm trying to remember everything that we said. It's so it's so hard. Do you know it? I don't know. Wait, is there eleven? This is the eleventh. He said eleven. Yeah, this uh, we have ten. Oh my gosh! Yeah. Oh uh, yeah. Hmm, hmm, I'm not hmm, telling hmm. you. You know? I know it. Ah! <laughs> I'm gonna scroll through my Rolodex now, since I've named everything I can name. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I totally know it. Do you? Is it like stupid obvious? Yeah, it's so, so incredibly obvious. You're going to be extremely upset with yourself when I tell you what it is. <laughs> You're going to be so upset. By the way, he says the cannon cart is not a building and neither is the flying machine. Oh, good. I'm glad he cleared that up. Yeah. So don't, don't guess the cannon cart. He says, P.S. It's not. Kind of like we, you know, had that, you know, what if question last, last time. He cleared that up. So there's one building, dude. One remaining building. I feel so bad for you right now. <laughs> this is what happens when Devin makes me go first. Oh! The Elixir Collector! Wow! Oh my gosh, wow. man. I honestly, I thought you were going to get it much quicker. I almost thought you weren't going to get it. Honestly, I thought I wasn't going to get it either. But then, an angel touched me on my shoulder. You almost failed. Miserably, Yeah. Embarrassingly. Embarrassingly. But you passed. You know what's funny, though? The only reason why I didn't think of that card was because it doesn't produce anything other than elixir. 
So I just didn't think of it with the other build. Like I'm, I'm thinking of things that like attack, defend, spit out troops. Man. Yeah, I mean, me too. That's why we. That's why we both named all of the other ones first. So, hey, man. I think that means that we tied, and that we have to have another tiebreaker next edition for the meta check. Devin, you're up for round three, I think. You can't stump us, Devin. No, well, I mean, you almost stumped me, so I'm sure the next time around, Joe will win. <laughs> no, he's not. That means that I'm up to be stumped next time. Well, all right, that's fair. Next time, Joe needs to go first. I don't know how you're going to word that to make it so that the little brother never leads, but Devin, please figure it out. Boom. That was fun, man. That was fun. I'm glad you don't accept that as a win. Nah, I mean, come on. Took a little longer than I expected. There was no time limit restriction on these rules. Oh, that's true. Now I don't feel as bad. He didn't say that we had to go until someone couldn't figure it out immediately. Boom. All right. Well, that was fantastic. Um, You know what time it is? Oh, I know what time it is. We got some chests. Hope you're excited. I've been holding on to these bad boys for a month, and they've been burning a hole in my pocket like the Samsung phone. Got him. Got him. So I have a crown and three big dogs. I have a crown and two big dogs, which means by default, you go first. Boom. Right. So, crown chest. Are you ready? Ready. 1,058 gold. Nice. Four gems. Can I just say that my gem count is very high for me? 487 right now. How did you get that? Uh... I don't know. Last time, I think last time you mentioned that you had like a hundred. So you've been opening up a lot of gems recently. Yeah. And well, they've been giving a lot of gems out in the, uh, in the challenges and stuff. And when you subscribe to video feeds now. Right. When you go check out CRL in game, you get an extra little boost of gems. Exactly. I'll take it. Ooh, five Royal Hogs. Okay. Seven Tombstones. Seven? Seven. Seven. Not Devin. Not Devin. I got Devin Tombstones. That sounds terrible. Nah, that's <laughs> nah, that's no. pretty. That's bad. Yeah, it's really morbid. Um, fifty-seven Fire Spirits. Uh, yeah, not 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 as exciting as I want it to be. But in theme with fire, I got one baby dragon. Nice. Yeah, I'll take it. Is that it? That's it. You're up, good sir. All right, crown chest. Here we go. <laughs> 1,032 gold. Ooh. Hmm. Three gems. And by the way, my gem count is at a whopping 1,155. I'm sorry, what? Moving on. <laughs> what? You have, you have over double what I have. Hey, man. I don't make the rules. I just play by them. Uh, well, all right. That's fair. 27 goblin gang. 30 goblins. One lightning. Nice. And 12, three musketeers. <laughs> Perfect. The three little ladies have come to hang out. Yas. All right. My turn? Yep. All right. So a quest chest, which is a giant chest. Nice. Mm-hmm. 2,772 gold. 21 skeleton barrels, which is a flying card, in case anybody was curious from the last episode. <laughs> and if you're not sure if it's a flying card, please see episode 70. Right. Oh, 
one cannon cart. Nice. Yeah. Getting an epic already. What is happening? 224. I hope it's a good one. It's not. Royal recruits. Mm, those will get buffed soon, I think. Well, I'm, I'll be ready. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be ready with a bunch of them. I'll be ready. Uh, ooh, 62 Mega Minions. That's a great card. I know, and I'm only 40 away from level 11, so that's really exciting. Am I up? You're up. So I see your giant quest chest, and I match your giant quest chest. I love it. Let's do it. Here we go. 2,772 gold. Two royal hogs. <laughs> nice. Hmm. Hmm? I wonder what this card is. 11 elixir pumps. <laughs> is that a building, Rob? I think it's a bit. I heard it was a building. Someone told me. Someone, someone somewhere told me this. Yeah. Right. 246 minion hordes. That's so much better than the royal recruits. <laughs> yes. It yeah. Is. But this one isn't. 49 heal spells. Ooh, I, mm, yeah. No. Nope. I'm going to go with a hard pass on that. Yeah. Still haven't found like a super consistent use case for that. Personally. Neither has the, the world of the, world. Of the meta. <laughs> yeah. Neither has Clash Royale. My turn. You're up. I see your giant chest and I match you another giant chest. Nice. All right. Here we go. 2,772 gold for the third giant chest in a row. We have the same gold amount, I think. Yeah, that's what they do. Well, shows how much I know about this game. One Dark Prince. Okay, not bad. Yep. 30 Battle Ram. That's a pretty good card. It is pretty good, especially when you pair it with a P.E.K.K.A. Maybe a little witch action. Hmm. Mm-hmm. I see you. You know what I'm saying. <laughs> What's happening right now? Sorry, I feel like the Clash universe just aligns perfectly when we are doing the podcast. 31 elixir pumps. Are you kidding me? Which is a building, in case anybody forgot already. Oh, man. Yeah. And a whomping 246 goblins, which, eh, but I won't complain about because they're slightly better than skeletons in certain situations. Right. Yep. Well, I'm done for now. All right. My last chest, a magical chest. Ooh, so you raise me. I do raise you. Yeah, all right. High stakes game. 1,408 gold. Nice. One. Count it one. Inferno Tower. Ayo. 24 bombers. Pretty terrible. No, come on. Bomber is rolling over right now. He's upset that you're making fun of his bomber. Okay. <laughs> Joe, Joe does not care. Joe does not <laughs> care. Four Hogradas. Ayo. Four bomb towers, 38 cannons, what? Nine furnaces, okay, and eight, yep, barbarian barrels. Ooh, yes, that's a good one, man. That's perfect. That's a good one. No, no, uh, no legendaries, so unfortunate, but it's all good. Boom, boom. So, my last chest. Oh, you have another one, right? I do, right. Yeah, I just meant that I was done with that chest. Um, so I see your magical chest, and I match you a magical chest. I hope you get a legendary. 
I hope I do too. And if you do get a legendary, I predict it's going to be a Sparky. No, you can't you can't predict a Sparky just because you don't like Sparky. No, no, no. I, that's not what it what just happened. Oh, okay. Are you just are you just telling me what card I'm going to get? Like you just made that happen now. Yeah. If I get a Sparky right now, I'm, I'm, I don't know whether I'm going to be really excited because you were able to tell the future or make something happen in the future. If you pull a Sparky right now, I promise you I'm going to play the lottery. All right. Yeah, that's a, that's a good plan. Yeah. Are you ready? Yeah. What I really want is a log, so I, ho I hope that happens. Magical chest. 1,408 gold. Four rascals. One elixir collector. Okay. Not as funny as the last time, but it's still humorous. 25 giant snowballs. Pretty good with that buff. They got buffed. Mm-hmm. 33 spear goblins. Okay. Eight furnaces. Okay. Nine wizards. And no legendary, so don't play the lottery, but I got eight tornadoes nice yeah dude that's pretty good i remember i remember when i used to not like this card and i think i think that that was mainly because of my complete lack of understanding on how it's supposed to be used yeah i mean it's a super 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 high skill cap card you mean yeah. you see the you see the pros use it or ban it all the time in crl so you can see just how much impact it has on the game if used correctly mm-hmm mm-hmm that's it, man. We got no more chests. No chests, no legendaries. No problem, man. No, no problem. But what we do have is a fun deck. So let's move on to our deck spotlight. Deck spotlight. And this deck is called Pekka's Playpen. And it's a 3.8 average elixir cost deck that contains, you guessed it, Big Mama Pekka. The Witch, Skeletons, The Balloon, Baby Dragon, Zap, Fireball, and The Barbarian Barrel. So Joe, tell us how to navigate this playpen. Yeah, man, so this deck is super fun, and I know that you know that because you've been playing it a lot in 2v2 and challenges, right? I have, yeah. It's a lot of fun there. Yeah, and, and what makes this deck so good is just its crazy defensive capabilities. This deck is your typical defend with everything you've got. <laughs> yep. And then literally destroy on your offensive counter push. Yeah, and you can do it because it's 3.8, so it cycles real fast. Any higher, you'd probably need a pump in order to keep it going. But the cool thing is that you are able to cycle pretty quickly. Because the highest cost thing in this deck is Big Mama Pekka. But there are three cards in the deck that cost two or less in the Skeletons, the Zap, and the Barbarian Barrel. So if you have to cycle to a specific card, you can. The Witch and the Baby Dragon are going to be the most commonly used things on defense. Because they are slow. They are typically effective in killing or distracting things. And they'll give you some time to develop an offensive counter push. Pekka should be used in rare situations, typically used in double elixir. If you're in double elixir, you can start her in the back behind the tower, behind the king tower. But the problem with that is if your opponent recognizes it, it, they could take advantage on the opposite lane. So if you decide to drop Big Mama Pekka in the back, 
be sure that your opponent's win condition, like a giant or golem, was dropped first. Right. Otherwise, P.E.K.K.A. can be used as an offensive counterpush in rare situations at the bridge. For example, if you effectively defend with a witch and a baby dragon, and you have the elixir to push forward with a P.E.K.K.A. at the bridge, you should do it. Because Big Mama P.E.K.K.A. will snipe any single target damage that needs to be killed, and she'll walk her way directly to the tower. The witch and the baby dragon, coupled with the little skeletons behind them, really allow and facilitate the P.E.K.K.A. with killing any swarmy type troops, whether they be air or ground, like Goblin Gang, Skeleton Army, Minions, etc. So you have all the means necessary to get Big Mama P.E.K.K.A. to that tower. The problem you're going to run into is if you face an Executioner NATO deck, or an Executioner Ice Wizard NATO deck, or an Ice Wizard NATO deck. Those decks are devastating for this deck because it just absolutely destroys your offensive counter push. If you don't have your Witch and your Baby Dragon around to facilitate the offensive push with your P.E.K.K.A., well, don't worry. You've got effectively three spells. You've got the Zap, you've got the Fireball, and don't forget, You've got the two-cost Barbarian Barrel, and although it doesn't go all that far, it goes quick, and it makes a very fast impact on the map. And it also gives you a little tank once he pops out. It does. Now, with all that said, we still haven't talked about the balloon. Right. This is a party, of course, right? It's a playpen. This is a party. And the balloon is the icing on the cake, and it should be used as the icing on the cake. This deck cannot be used with the balloon by itself because you need to have an offensive push or a tank in front of it in order to prevent it from being killed. If you use it before double elixir, you're going to have a hard time building elixir to facilitate the offensive push. It's likely going to die and the only damage you'll get on their tower is the death damage of the balloon exploding and not the tower drop. So, the best time to use this is in double elixir after you've already committed a defensive push and you've successfully defended. Once your troops go on the offensive counter push, once Big Mama Pekka is about to cross the bridge, do yourself a favor and drop the balloon on the outside rim of the map next to Big Mama Pekka. Mm-hmm. Let her get aggro from the tower and start destroying anything in the path and let them choose what to defend. The P.E.K.K.A. or the Balloon. It's very hard to defend both, unless, of course, you have something like a Tesla Tower or an Inferno Tower. But not everybody runs that in their deck. Right. And one thing that I will say from playing this deck often, recently, is with the Barbarian Barrel, one thing that you can try and do and maybe practice while you're using this deck is wait until certain troops are locked onto the P.E.K.K.A. before you throw your Barbarian Barrel. So, example, some of the ones that work really well are the wizard, or even more is the regular witch. So the barbarian barrel is going to go through the skeletons, and it's going to also do some damage to the witch, right? But if the witch is already attacking the P.E.K.K.A., now your barbarian pops out quicker, and it will do the damage to everything that's going on with the witch, clearing the path a little bit for your P.E.K.K.A. Then it makes the room for the P.E.K.K.A. to go and destroy the tower. Yeah, now that's a really good point, right? Like, normally people would throw a fireball at the wizard or a fireball at the witch, but at the end of the day, it w that won't work. I mean, it'll do some damage to it, but it won't kill them. The Barbarian Barrel effectively takes care of those support troops if your opponent 
makes the mistake of putting them too far up close to the bridge. Right. It also helps clump their troops together. So like if you fling that barbarian barrel, everything that is not already locked onto something is going to start targeting that barbarian. Yeah. All situational, but definitely works. So this is a really cool deck. It's kind of complicated to, to learn at first. If you try and make this an offensive push deck, you will fail. Yep. It is not that kind of deck. You just, it, it, you're, you're going to find that it's hard to get to the tower. Um, or you might take a tower and then lose yours. So if you defend, focus on defending with this. Don't make the first move. Um, just cycle your skeletons in the back and see what happens. If you defend and then go on an offensive counter push, this deck works wonders. So that's pretty much it, man. I hope you guys liked it and give it a few tries and let us know how it works. Boom. Boom. Nice job, dude. Thanks, man. So, we got some patrons! Patrons! And we have the most amount of patrons that we've ever had to announce on an episode. Are you ready? I don't know. This is a little overwhelming, to be honest. Yeah, I know, and it's been a while. So, uh, we have four new patrons! Four new patrons! Yeah, so huge shout out to Tim R. Technotroglodyte, who is in our Discord, Gretchen M., and Daniel G. Thank you guys and gals so, so much. Rob and I can't thank you enough. Say how much we appreciate you guys taking your hard-earned money to support what we do so that we can continue to give fresh, fun, and family-friendly content to you and all of the rest of the Cast Royale community. We truly, truly appreciate it. Aw. Boom. Boom. That was beautiful, Joe. Thanks, man. I've got a little sentimental side to me, you know? Yeah, I know. It, it comes out every once in a while. Not often, but when it does, it like, you know, it makes everybody cry. We all want more cry emotes now. Wow. Full circle. Full circle. Mm-hmm. $2.99. Make them available all the time. Now it's really full circle. Can you get that on a shirt? $2.99. Make them available all the time. <laughs> Listen to me rhyme. <laughs> I was going to say, it's the opening line to your rap song about Clash Royale. I was actually thinking about making a Clash Royale rap. You should make a Clash rap. I should. Call it Rap Royale. No. I'm going to call it Jungle Joe. <laughs> No, it should be Rap Royale by Jungle Joe. Yeah, that's right. That's, that's, <laughs> so, yeah, it's much better. <laughs> You're welcome. Uh, you think it would succeed with the title of Boom? No, probably not. How about Swag Sauce McGillicuddy? I don't think anybody is going to listen to that. How about Boomtown Bombers? That sounds like a band. Then it works. Yeah, yeah. I like it. I like everything <laughs> you said except for the McG- McGillicuddy thing. I thought that was like a, a, a football player that you tried to fake me on. Sergeant McGillicuddy. What did you say? Sergeant, Sergeant McGillicuddy. Yeah, Sergeant yeah, yeah. McGillicuddy. Yeah. By the way, ha, Fantasy Football League, I am 5-0. and oh. Yeah, you're actually destroying everybody. I think um, it's, a, it's the Cast Royale Fantasy Football team. I am performing miserably, yeah. as expected. And you, <laughs> as unexpected, yeah. are performing way out of your league. You're yeah. destroying everybody. I don't really... All I'm doing is picking things based on projected points. I'm doing nothing fancy here. But I feel bad for everybody else because I know that they, like, really care about this. And I care too, but, like, I want someone else to win. But I also don't want to lose. Don't say that. Don't say you don't care. Every single Sunday, <laughs> you send me a screenshot of your phone with your projected winning points <laughs> with basically... Uh, a boom at the end of it. You got me. Yeah. I mean, yeah, does yeah. that mean I care? Or does that just mean that I'm still shocked? If you didn't care, you wouldn't pay attention. That's a fair point. All right. You got me. 
But you're doing well, and you deserve all the praise, because I can't do what you're doing right now, and it's it's a terrible feeling when you're in my boat. So you should just... I'll stay in my in, boat. I'll stay in my boat. Stay you in your stay boat. stay in your boat, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Better. Don't rock the boat, baby. <laughs> I'm not rocking it. <laughs> Don't rock uh, the boat. It's a good song. I've heard that before. Yeah, it's a real song. Yeah, I'm like the McGillicuddy thing that you said. To you. Mm-hmm. So we're done with episode 71. <laughs> Yeah, we are. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so if you would like to join our clan, make sure you join our Discord by going to castroyalpodcast.com slash Discord, and we tell all of our members when we have new spots open. Plus, you can hang out with us and talk to us directly every day in DMs, in the lounge. We hang out with all of our community members all the time. Yeah, you can literally type at Rob Nonstop Rug and it'll just ping my phone and I'll go, oh, look at that. Someone is trying to message me and I will go and talk to you. And you can ping me at Joe the Boom Man and I'll be like, boom. Yeah, see, he won't even go in. He'll just look at it and say, boom. But you'll know that I knew. Oh, you'll know. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And then if not, if you'd like to get in contact with us the old fashioned way, you can send us an email at feedback at castroyalepodcast.com. And slightly more modern, if you'd like to reach out to us on Twitter, you can do so by using the handle at podcastroyale. Right. And then also check us out on Instagram by just searching castroyalepodcast, all one word. And as always, the number one way you can help us reach more people is by leaving us an iTunes review. Oh, and also, since we're now on Google Podcasts, I don't own an Android, so I don't know how it works. If you can leave a review or star things or rate us on there, please do it there as well. Any and all feedback is accepted. Yes. Um, And then a special thank you to clnsmedia.com for hosting our show on their site. If you're looking for the most recent episodes, you can find them there. And if you're looking for any new podcasts, you can also find them there as well. And that's it, man. We're done. I am Audi 5000. You're actually Audi 4999. (laughs) Got him. Oh, man. You totally got me. That was actually incredible. That was quick, dude. Yeah, that was really... I'm so impressed with you right now. (laughs) It doesn't happen often, so I'll take it when I can. Yeah, all right. Well, that's fair. (laughs) Uh, I have to go. You have to go. We are done with this podcast, and we will see everyone next time for another hodgepodge of everything. Hodgepodge of everything. Boom. Bye. Bye.